Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Alright, welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 209. Today is June 20th, 2022, and the Yankees just take the first game against the Rays, uh, and they do not complete the sweep against the Blue Jays today. Uh, yeah, we, we're recording this after the game. We set up late for you guys to record this time around, but how uh, how are we doing, fellas? Pretty Hard fantastic. To complain. Yeah. Can't complain. Can't complain, can't complain. Um... Most recently, we just obviously watched the the Garrett Cole versus Shane McClanahan duel. And one interesting uh, topic of conversation we were talking about while watching the game together was uh, Garrett Cole obviously bringing in uh, a no-hitter into the eighth inning, couldn't complete it. But one thing we were chatting about during that game is, like, when do you think that they, had he continued the no-hitter, when do you think they would have left him in? And when, when would they have actually pulled him? At what point? Like, I mean, I, I just don't think they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have pulled a, him. Is unless, there a pitch count that no. you think that realistically, like, if he hit 150, do you think that he was going to stay in? I the guess. only way he would have hit 150 is if he was walking a bunch of guys, and that's the only way he would have got pulled. I think there was no pitch count too high if he was just pitching normal. If he was like working three two counts, and it just happened to get up there, like it was. I, I know Murphy's painfully aware because we had this argument watching it like four times, but I mean, he threw 129 pitches last year and a July start against the Astros. And it wasn't even a no hitter. He gave up a hit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a one hitter, but it's still, you know, a very impressive feat. And obviously it's against his old team in the Astros. So he's a little, you know, juiced up, but I don't know. I, I really don't think you, I don't think Cole would have let, let him take him out. I think he would have actually killed him. That's what I was saying. I genuinely don't think that if Boone, it's going to be like Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens is the last person to do that when he when he like told Joe Torre to go sit back down mm-hmm. during that during. I mean, I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he was throwing a no hitter, but he just told him to sit his ass fucking down. I th- I think especially during a uh, no hitter, if I mean, I wouldn't like to be taken out either. So I, I just don't think there was a scenario where he was coming out even because there there were scenarios we were painting like you know Murph, you were talking about if. You know, he walks two batters here. The Yankees are only up to zero at the time. So you are obviously trying to win the game. So you have that avenue to to play into the decision. But I think when push comes to shove, like we, we have a, what is it? Like how many game lead in, in the AL East now? 11 and a half. 11 and a half games. I think you have afforded that luxury to keep now. a guy like Garrett Cole. If you were ever thinking about bringing him out because you wanted to keep the game close, I mean, Got a twelve game lead in the AL East right now. I think you can uh 
I think you can let him let him work in there to potentially make some history because Garrett Cole does not have one, and uh, he has been flirting with him seemingly every start, and he loves to loves to cuck us. So <laughs> I mean, I don't like uh, he like, he likes to get close and not really get it. But uh, I think that was the the fuck you start that we've been asking for against the Rays. Albeit this isn't seem this isn't the Rays team that we anticipated. I think the fuck you start. I, like I said, I think he's done it before. He's he's having a great year. But this is definitely a good uh, bounce back. The most recent start was the the bad one, right? No, he had one. No, he had one. one after that. He had a good one after that. Okay, yeah. so this is two two good ones in a row, and now he's going to go most likely against the Astros next series. So that'll be fun. It's a little bit different of an Astros team, obviously, since he's been there, and it, it's probably not going to be as heated as the last uh, time we remember him going nine strong against the Astros, but Astros nonetheless. Um, one thing I wanted to point out before we get into a little bit of a fun new little thing that Chandler thought about to do for this podcast, because I guess, you know, the Yankees, you the credit. Yankees keep winning. So we didn't want to do a little bit of just a rinse and repeat, talk about, you know, the praises and sing the songs of the Yankees. Um, but honestly, there is a few different wrinkles that we need to talk about. Clay Holmes gave up a run. So that, oh boy. that's, is Clay is, Holmes is washed? Clay Holmes washed. Yeah, so that's no, the question question. Mark. People are talking. And well, uh, <laughs> the rumors floating. Should Wandy Peralta replace him? <laughs> uh, for those that that can't get a read on the tone of this room, we're we're joking. But um, I, I think everybody is entitled to their off nights. He certainly didn't look like he had it that night. Um, he still wasn't even that bad, though. I mean, he got no. He you know didn't ground great, ball though. ground ball that snuck through a walk, and then you know the infield hit is where he gave up the run. So I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's not like he was giving up nukes. It is. It is what it is. No, it never was the end of the world. And I, I, I think you're right. I think. I mean. He's he's he gonna, bound to happen. He's bound to give up some runs here and there. It's not that big a deal. It's not any big deal. I mean, it took his ERA to a whopping point two eight versus point zero to something, whatever the fuck it was. But regardless, Clay Holmes is not broken. But I, I I think two things here. One thing was interesting that we were talking about during the game was that I think the scenario that he came in, which was one out in the eighth, because that was when Garrett Cole gave up the uh, the hit. Um, that's a scenario where if Chapman is still going to be the closer, I do think that's probably the scenario. I think Damon said that. So I think um, he's going to come in in a spot like that. That's super high leverage. Obviously, he's probably going to have it most nights. So that's a good spot you want him to come in. He's not going to give up the lead or, or let them tie it like he did tonight. But I think that high, super high leverage spot is more where we're going to use the better pitcher in Clay Holmes over Chapman versus a clean ninth. And I think I think maybe that was Murph. I don't know who said that, but that's that's I agree. I think that's where I would Let me see ask you this. him coming in. Loisig is healthy. This is down the road obviously. You have the same situation. Chapman's back. Bless you, Damon. Chapman's back. Loisig is back. Clay Holmes is still awesome. Do you and the, keep in mind this was the seven, eight, nine hitters in the Rays lineup. Is there a scenario where you go Loisiga and then you still bring in Clay Holmes to face the one, two, three in the in the Rays order in the ninth. Because to is, me, that makes Chapman the most back? sense. Chapman's back. I mean, that's not. I mean, we know what we would say. I mean, I, I don't. I'm just saying it's not a scenario that in could my happen. mind. But if I'm saying if they're going to use Chapman as the closer, like Boone kind of alluded to, we still don't know if that's true or not. But if he's going to use him as the closer, I think that's the scenario where they would use Clay Holmes. They did use Clay Holmes there, but I think that's the scenario where we could see Clay Holmes like 
start making a living on the Yankees, being the guy who just comes in in the, the, the spot where you need him most, not necessarily a safe situation. But when Loazga is coming back and he's buzzing and it was my choice, yes, I would put Loazga in in that spot and have Clay Holmes close it. But I think it remains to be seen what they're going to do. We're going to see what happens when Chapman comes back. We've had that conversation, but I think until proven otherwise, I think they're, they've they've said that they're not going to let Clay Holmes just be the closer. And I, I think... I don't think losing the 31 inning scoreless streak is going to play into that. I think they were going to they they were still going to do this anyway. He was talking yeah. about doing that when he still had the streak. So that streak is irrelevant. It was just cool. And is it did it it, it is the best in Yankees history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big Mo. Okay. Was uh so was the tip the cap no. to him there first. Was yeah. he being respectful to old records that, you know, are seemingly unbreakable by blowing it the night that he would have tied it? Tied I would what? say yes. What do you mean? The record. Mean he would have tied the record tonight had he, he gotten through that inning. All-time record? Yeah. All, that all-time. all-time record was 33. And he mm. was at 31. And the goal was for him to come in and pitch too. Wouldn't have been too full though because Cole got an out. But, yeah. I think he was just leaving no. it on the table because he's going to go he, do it again. This doesn't answer your question, but it was interesting that the run he gave up not only did he give up the inherited run, but he also gave up his first earned run since opening day coming into a messy inning. Um, Mm. We haven't really seen that happen too much this year. So when we're talking about the high leverage spots where he might be coming in and having Chapman go close when he, when it's higher leverage in the eighth, I don't know what the stats are between him having a clean inning and coming in with inherited runners. Obviously it's happened here and there. And obviously he's given up two of 13 as of that one. There you go. So I don't know whether he's getting comfortable being a closer and having a clean inning. I mean, two mm. of 13 is pr- pretty damn good. Like it is el- very that's damn elite. Good. And today was number two. So, and like we said before, it's the same tale that we've been talking about. He had the one hard hit ball, which was a ground ball, just happened to find a hole down the line, and then a weak ground ball that happened to be an infield hit. Yeah, same I story. mean, we don't need to beat a dead horse on this. I mean, I think we can all agree that Clay Holmes is perfectly fine. You still trust him in any situation pretty much on the planet. If we all had it our way, he'd be the closer. Yeah. One one last fun stat that I want. Like I said, this is going to be a recurring segment on this show, even though he did give up the the scoreless run here. I, I think one fun thing that I, I, I noticed is that it's just kind of crazy the year he's having. I know I know we've thrown out the stats of his ERA plus being like 1,200 and all that stuff, but like I looked at his baseball, uh, baseball reference page, and it is, he has a 1.9 war this year and a 2.2 war for his career. I just thought that was kind of kind of crazy. He's obviously – we knew we kind of knew it was going to be something similar, but that's a little bit nuts. So, um, yeah, Clay Holmes for you. And uh, one last thing too. On um, even I, I just this is how I felt during the loss on Saturday, which obviously don't come very often. But I, I think even during that loss, obviously it's a bad one. We were up eight three, and then they they stormed back. We lost ten to nine. But I just like I felt confident in what was the 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 top of the ninth one. Like Stanton was dancing on third base, trying to like get him to get like get the pitcher to jump. And I think it was who was it pitching. Uh, it was Sal Romano, no? Jordan Romano. Jordan so, Romano. So, yeah, Jordan Romano. Is Sal Romano the guy that pitched for the Yankees? 
Yeah, he did. I, yeah, he was. <laughs> For like one day. I never recognized that name. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Same fuck as that. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, <laughs> I was also thinking about that too. Um, but even with like Stanton dancing on third base, like I felt like we were almost winning in that spot, which I guess we is just not. a testament. Obviously, we were not winning. It was 10-9 at that time. But I just felt like, did anyone else feel like you, we were... We, I mean, yeah. the Yankees currently, as it sits, have the... I saw a fun stat that was like, the least safe leads are when the Yankees are down because they have the most comeback wins in the MLB and then obviously vice versa. We've mentioned this stat before on the show, but I'm just saying that obviously plays a factor there and I just, I just felt like we were up. I don't know. I just felt like I will it, say this. it was inevitable that we're going to come back and it, it just, I think it bled through and like the way that Stanton was confident on the base pass, just dancing. He was like halfway home. I mean, and, nobody was covering him, but uh, it, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just, I will say this. I didn't really feel... I don't know. There's just something to be when you blow an eight three lead and it just it was kind of a wonky game. I wasn't feeling like super confident, but I will say this compared to last year, I didn't feel dead. It wasn't like just a totally hopeless feeling. I was like, well, we're fucked. Like this game's yeah. over. I might as well just stop watching it. Like last year, if we blow that lead, that team quits and we're done. Yeah. Like that that's it. That's you know, sign sealed deliver, that game's fucking over. And then they bleed it over into the next game. If they did that yesterday, they would have lost that game today. If this was the 2021 Yankees. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think it's safe to say that after this, I know Chandler, you put a funny tweet out that was like, Oh my God, this, if only the Yankees could beat a good team, this would be, this would really be something special. This would be fun. That was when we were dominating them in games one and two. Um, Obviously couldn't close out the sweep, but it's just, it's a different feeling. I remember there was a, a moment, I don't know who was talking to Stanton, but Stanton was, it was post-game after the first one, and it was like, just their mentality is that his, his words to the media were like, yeah, uh, whatever, short memory, this team is a short memory, like, gonna go try and get two more. Like, they're looking for sweeps against Do you hear what everybody. Jordan Montgomery said? Jordan Montgomery said that we treat every single game like we lost the day before. And I like yeah. that. I mean, it's kind of cheesy it's and enough. cliche, but I like it. I don't think that it's cliche. I mean, I haven't heard people say that before. I mean, it's something... It's not, a, it's, not like a, it's not a saying. I think the short memory thing is like a, is a saying that people say a lot. Yeah, it's a different rendition of that, but I think that's yeah. it's, that's a very good mentality to have. It's one thing to say, but it's another thing to go out there and borderline sweep every single team that you're, that you're playing. I mean, and, especially, and, you know, two huge division series. We just play the Blue Jays, and they're playing the Rays right now. And I remember the last episode we just had, I was like, you know, we're having all this, this like historic season. We're breaking all these records, and I was like, I think it's funny how we're only, what, eight games up? I was like, I'm surprised we're not 12, 13 games up on everybody else. And today, Marks, we're 12 games up against the Rays. Uh, sorry, I guess the Blue Jays right now. Blue Jays lost today. Um, just beat the Rays, obviously. The Rays are now in fourth place. The Red Sox are just uh, one above them today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we have a 12-game lead in the AL East right now, and I think that's fucking incredible especially in june and i think that just it's funny how literally last episode we were what like eight nine games and yeah. i was just like we should be we 12. just don't lose we so. just don't lose and it, it's it's very very crazy and i think that we're also like this could be a make or break stretch of games for us right now and i make it not make or break but like you love saying make or break when it's, I'm, when but it's i meant but i meant to totally say like like make, make or, or like <laughs> Like, you can run away with it. Run away with it or like stay steady, I guess is what I was really trying to say. 
Uh, but it make or break is just a better be. saying. I see what yeah. you're saying, like make or break in the sense that if you go and you dominate, like put this thing on have, ice. Yeah, we have so far. I wouldn't say put it on ice, obviously, because it's June. But if you go up twenty, you put this thing on ice. I'm just saying, right or wrong? No, I, I'm not. <laughs> No. The Red Sox blew. It's pretty tough to lose a 20 it? game yeah. lead. Was it the Red Sox that blew an 18 game lead in September? Until we're, until we're mathematically ahead mm-hmm. and making the playoffs, I'm not going to say shit. I think but. it was tw- like 2008, not 2008. I don't know. It was sometime recently that the Red Sox blew an 18 game lead in September. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like I get cool with it. If it's like write it off, but like 20 games. I, mean, I look at the even fucking... the Reds, even the Red Sox thing. That's that's a. It's a pretty Dude, crazy example. Just, just happened to the Angels. The Angels lost 12 straight. The Angels and... suck. Dude, a lot <laughs> can go wrong, especially in a division like this. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, did you want to get into that new segment? Do you want to tell the people what this segment is, Chandler, since it, it was birthed in your brain? Thank you. Yeah. Like you said, it was birthed in my brain. I was riding home from the grocery store today, and I just thought of a fun Usually little way. the creativity is flowing. Yeah. Just uh, you know, got some fun groceries at Trader Joe's, some nice filet mignons to cook up this week. But... um. Uh, yeah, no, I just figured, you know, every episode, all we talk about is how good the Yankees are. Why don't we do a little draft, the four of us, you know, just something simple. We don't need to do like 40 people, but you know, three each of your biggest X factors, you know, biggest people you're thankful for the people that have led us to this position that we are now. And I think it's only fitting that we do it on the day of the 50th win. And, you know, considering we're 50 and 17 and the next closest team has what, like 22, 23 losses. So um, it's a host- historical it's start. Time. We're on pace for 121 wins. I think we just need to sit back, have some fun, enjoy it, and you know, you just agree dra- more. Yeah, you dra- draft what you think has been the most important three things in your eyes, obviously, with what's available. And boom, there we go. 24 losses, the next team, Mets. It's pretty good. That's seven better by my math. Yep. Checks out. We yeah. are seven. Luke, games you're an accountant. The MLB. Checks out. Okay. I am an accountant, but I'm not very good at mental math. That's so. true, actually. Um, I'm going to keep a notes app of everybody's picks, so if you double up. Snake draft, of course. So, yeah, well, duh. well, how are we, how are we deciding? Yeah, I thought you were going to do the the thing. That was, your, that was your job. That was your one job today. All right. Well, you guys uh, get the, uh, the draft order ready. Speaking of drafts, great place to draft. Our favorite place to do fancy drafts is Underdog Fantasy. Um, we partnered up with Underdog Fantasy to do a bunch of cool um, pick'em games and you know daily fantasy drafts, season-long fantasy drafts. Um, we're gonna have a little group in there. We send a link around to join. You can actually bet against us, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, if you go to link in our bio and on social media, link in the podcast description, um, you can sign up for Underdog. Use our promo code one sixty one boys. You get a $100 deposit match of Murph's money, and you can bet against us, draft against us, um, see if you can just, you know, drafting's always the best part. I don't know about you guys, but I love the the thrill of draft day on, you know, fancy football, fancy baseball, but why not live it every day? You know, why not live the thrill to draft That's what every we're doing right day? now. We're doing it right now. And we don't so, have to follow the results. We're just exactly. hanging out. Drafting so things. go sign up. Draft go get your, in my life go get your uh, deposit match. And uh, yeah, follow along throughout the season as we do a fun little game and some pick-ems and uh, win some money. It's good. It's fun over there. There we go. All right, one other draft order? I would love to know the draft order. 
All right, the draft order for see. the first annual inaugural draft of I don't even know what we want to call this. What do you want to call this? The X Factor draft. The yeah, X I like Factor that. draft. Yeah. yeah, the Underdog Fantasy X Factor draft. Oh boy, <laughs> that's put that on a t-shirt. put that on a billboard put and a t-shirt. A t-shirt. <laughs> I can't wait to rock that the next Yankees game. <laughs> yeah, what um, the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> This is going to be a uh, this is a pretty prestigious award to be the number one overall the one the one one to me the there's a one one on fantasy X factor Yankees break up the monotony of just singing the praises draft okay All right. so hit us with it was draft order Drummer, leading please. off in the one one spot is Damon Romeo give it to me wow. baby I knew it was coming I had a good feeling we about got Chandler that Murph and then me and then we're doing a snake draft. Obviously. Obviously, so it's going to swing course, back. I get two picks, and uh, this tough. is a three-round draft, and then we'll get into the rest of the episode after that. Uh, but yeah, Damon Romeo, you are on the clock. I mean, it's tough not to go out there and judge first. Okay. I mean, the guy's putting up a historic year. He's come out for blood, MVP type year. He's carrying this entire team, both on the field and off the field. Um, you know, we talked about him way too much. I mean, he's he's obviously the heart of this team right now and is carrying them both as a leader and just as a good baseball player. And a good dude. Good dude. He's awesome. Just an overall man. good dude. I think you can't it's his time. It's you his time. can't not pick Aaron Judge in that spot. I know we were all talking a little bit before, but didn't want to tip our hands. I don't know. Murphy clearly had an agenda coming into this draft. I don't know if that's gonna stick. You know, being the three spot in this in this draft, I don't know if that messes with Three's his mojo. Three is a tough spot. Four, I like being the cleanup crew and having the back to backs. I know I can get one position and then the other position if I want to. Not that I'm fielding a team, but yep, you get to pick two <laughs> people. Yep that that is that is true. Uh, who's up? Who's up next in the class? Me. All right, and I think that this one is. A sneaky. I thought it could have been a sneaky number one pick, even over Judge. And I'm going to go with Matt Blake. I, the, no. Uh, what the is, fuck uh, do you mean? No, I'll, I'll it's an X factor. What, what do you mean? Yeah, you're right. Matt Blake actually hasn't had an impact at all in this team. Um, I mean, we're, I thought we were doing players. They just no, threw an entire wrinkle into this. I never I'll, said I'll, it was just players. This is a little fucked up because he created this, so he knew in the back of his mind that I he could te- steal read the Matt text. Blake at any point. You could, but my my thing read the is text. Read. without telling read us that read a text that, for once in your life read without the text telling that us that you knew you could get him. And honestly, you know, I'll allow it because you didn't wait till the end of the draft just to steal him. Because uh, there's all the so many good players on the players. There's okay. so many right. good players on the board. Okay. I, I just took I, the one non player. That, that was a very good thing to do, Chandler. I appreciate okay. That. Thank I you. Up, I thought it was totally up. fair. All I'll say is we're playing a 3v3v3v3. What are you talking about? Like, if we're playing like these teams against each other, then it's not going to help you out. That's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let Clay Holmes fall into my lap because there you go. In a season where our theoretical best closer. In Major League Baseball, Chapman sucks slash is hurt, and then the guy that was supposed to come out of nowhere and be really good is also hurt slash kind of suck. Needed a guy like that. He came out of nowhere and is the best reliever in baseball, and I will say that over Josh Hader. Over Josh Hader? Yeah. Okay. Those are some big words. Even after imploding tonight? Even after he's washed up? He's washed, dude. Josh Hader imploded. You do know his ERA is .55 now, right? Is uh, it? Is that what it blew up to? Yeah, it oh ballooned goodness. to 0.55. In this economy, Jesus, is that still the the, the best in the league? I have to with so. the innings, obviously. He's I, given up two runs. 
All right. If, if nobody's going to take Nestor, I'm going to take Nestor here. Don't hate that. I okay. mean, yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I mean, that's that's the pick here. It's certainly not going to be like Steven Ridings, it, it, although it could be if he comes back. I'm just looking at the depth chart right now, but it's 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 not. That was a bad example because if he comes back, he's certainly he could be he could be one four in this draft mm-hmm, over yeah. Nestor. You never know. I doubt it. You never know. So off the board right now, we have just to recap round one. If you uh, had trouble keeping up, there I know there's a lot of picks in that round, but yeah, all four <laughs> judge. Who went to? <laughs> Joel, keep it up. Yep. Um, I did. Judge, Matt Blake, Clay Holmes, Nestor. Okay. On to round two. So on to round two, I have the pick after that. And, you know, I'm looking around, and I, I think this might be a pick that could shock some people. Um, maybe I could have I could have let him hang around and, and just snuck in and grabbed I him. I you're going to pick. I could, maybe set. I could potentially have grabbed him in the third, but... You know, when, when you're drafting, you want to get your guy. And I'm going to go with Jose Trevino. That because would have been my pick. pick. Jose Trevino, I, I just, I can't sing this this praise for him enough. And I, and I said this to you guys before we got on the air. I, I think, you know, obviously Matt Blake, good pick. I, I'll, 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 I'll agree with you, good pick. But I just wasn't aware of, of the rules. You know, you create well, the game. You can make you, you can you, my ball, my rules. That's fine. I mean, it's um, not a competition. We're just here to all be happy about the Yankees. I know. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, obviously, the starting pitching has been the glue. If you're going to pick one thing in this draft that was not a player or a coach or anything like that, just one mm-hmm. position, you know, starting pitching versus the, the batting order versus the relievers, all that coaches. I'm going to pick the starting pitching. And the reason we're so successful is the starting pitching and how dominant they've been. And just going deep into games like like no one else has done in the last two years. I, I think Matt Blake obviously is a big piece of that. Obviously, the players are a big piece of that as well. But And this is what I've been calling for for the longest time. And this is why I have hated Gary Sanchez so much. And sorry to the Gary supporters for bringing up his name again, but I'm not sorry whatsoever. Because I've been saying it for the longest time. I, I, I don't care... If we bring in a defensive wizard behind the dish, that is an automatic out. That I, I would not give a shit if we had that. And we have the defensive wizard, and he's not an automatic out. And he very well could have been, and he may be the all-star starting catcher, him, him or Alejandro Kirk. Find him a holiday, he's going to walk it off. Find him a holiday, find him a kid's birthday, find him his dad's birthday, <laughs> he's going to walk it off. It's just, it's 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 unbelievable, and... It's a spot where we didn't really have a. That was a big vacant spot after the Gary injury, and I almost feel weird talking about this in the past tense, as if the season's over, because this feels like a conversation that we could be having when the season's over. But I just I think even if, and I and I don't think this is the case. I think his offense will continue to be this good. But I'm saying even if it's not this good, this is what I've been saying about the catcher position the whole time. If it's a bad offensive spot and you get the defensive wizardry that you're going to get out of him and that's going to stay that's that's not a streaky thing baseball is a streaky game it's a fickle bitch but you know the defense is going to stay and it's not going to waver he's he's that guy he's always been that guy so I'm saying even if he regresses back to the mean and what he's been doing for his entire career offensively that's perfectly fine with me to be the everyday starter and to be more than okay because of the way he handles the pitching staff and I posted that video of him just stealing strikes, and we talk about it all the time. His framing is the best in the league, but you you see it on an everyday basis. And when you see that highlight reel of Saturday with him and Tyone just tossing the thing, 
We got a pitcher who's going to toss that thing, and we got a we got a catcher who's going to receive that thing, and he's stealing strikes. I mean, he, he's literally he's that. literally stealing strikes, and it's it's art to watch. And I can't I said this in, in the captions like I, I can't stress enough how important this is, and I think that's a long winded way of uh, of telling y'all why that I think this is my this is you easily the two one. In, but I, I think that was that was worth talking about because I, I think and this is the whole reason why we're doing this draft is to bring up this this in a creative way. And I think this is just I don't know. I, I think the way that he has been, I, I think it's a huge X factor. And I can, you could honestly of the two picks that I've selected in this in this fun little draft, I think you can make the argument that Jose Trevino is more important to this team than Nestor because not on an individual like this. And that's why this draft is fun because it's not war. We're not looking at just war, which I th- actually think his war is very high. I haven't, I haven't looked, but I think it, off the top of my head is, but in an area of need, Jose Trevino fills a gap that we thought didn't exist. And it makes us even that much more complete. And like I said, Nestor Cortez is in a loaded pitching staff. They are the, they, if you picked one, like I said before, they're the, they're the pick you're, you're, you're taking it like the one group closers, starters, hitters. Nestor, if he wasn't there, and obviously Nestor is probably having the better year, but other guys are going to pick up the slack in that spot. Tyone, Montgomery, uh, other potential picks in this. Garrett Cole hasn't even been picked yet. Those guys are, I just think the area of need is one big thing, and, and him receiving the rest of the pitching staff is just, it's different. It's different. And I think uh, I've seen Gary get crossed up on uh, way too many times, and I'm very happy I never have to see that happen again from a catcher. So, good pick. Okay, is that enough explanation for? That was it was more than enough. I would like no, to keep, keep uh, going. Keep going before <laughs> before Murph goes. I think I would like to say to defend myself because I didn't even get to, and you keep bringing it up. And a couple things on Matt Blake. You you brought up four <laughs> times in four picks. I picked it second overall. You could have easily. Like there's plenty of time for you to still come up with something, and two, and pick something egregious like the hot dog at the stadium or something. Like I think that's a it's very a damn good the dog. Starting, or the starting rotation, and on top of that, you can't <laughs> that have that would have been different. You can't have <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick a group of players like the, the infield. Like yeah, yeah, you can't have too many good things in a museum. Short porch, Yankees catchers, the locker room. Yeah. All right. Well, now that would be a good pick, Murph. Hold that one up here. Your- you actually can I will. I will allow that. Hold that one in your back pocket. Just whatever, whatever you got. Fire away. No, I'll totally take the locker room. room. If someone wants to take the locker room, then you know whatever. We we can rattle off some honorable mentions when we're done. Go for it, Murph. Put that as an honorable mention. I'm going to take somebody off the board a little earlier than like Relic did. Go get your guy. Whatever. (laughs) I was planning on taking Cole here because I thought you know he'd Uh last this long. And congratulations, Chandler. You can take Cole, but I'm going to take JMO. Wow, you just flipped the script on me. I thought you were saying you're gonna take Cole, but you no. didn't. I like no, that. I'm taking JMO, and it's just because Cole, I think, is doing what he's paid to do, what he's expected to do. And when JMO came in, we didn't know how healthy he was gonna be and how effective he was gonna be, even if he was healthy, and he has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. And he's pitched not updated because obviously it changed after today because Cole threw, but before today, he had the most innings pitched in the starting rotation. That's that's interesting. And he's eight and one. Good so stat. Like, I was going to take him two. next, actually, for your just for. Well, then it was a good pick. I apologize. No, I'm saying I that's a good pick. You were saying you thought it was a stretch. I was letting you know it's a good pick. I appreciate that. You're but, welcome. Yeah, I think the big thing is that you know he's eight and one, which you can say that 
you know, Domingo had 17 wins a couple years ago and the Yankees are slugging. So like, fine. But he also has, you know, I don't know what his ERA is top of my head. You know, 140 ERA plus. So that's great. Whatever. But the 73.1 innings is a big thing. Like he's healthy and he's dealing. He's giving us length. And it which wasn't is the biggest. Expected. I mean, we had a lot of people go down in the bullpen, which, you know, again, credit to Matt Blake. You, know, As you were saying, he's getting our pitchers to get some length. We're getting things that we haven't gotten in years from the staff, from the bullpen, everything. Absolutely love that pick, Murph. And I think. I think we were kind of talking about this off air about this draft is like, is this just going to be your MVP draft? Cause obviously you take the guy was guys with like the highest war and that's no fun, but like also like get your guy. I mean, I, I just think it's, I think it's a lot of the expectation versus reality. Like you were talking about before Murph is that did you really think, and I think you kind of, you touched on that already with Cole, you expected to go out there and do what you're paid to do. And I think the, the extra benefit we're getting from the, team as a whole as we expect these guys to do these things if they're going to go out and do that thing Garrett Cole deal like he did today and Tyone can come in and be this guy that like Tyone is big has been a legitimate two starter on this team I think if the season ended today is that unfair to say that I that I would like it's a real conversation between him and Nestor to be the two be I mean Tyone's been Sebi. I, I would take I, mean, I would take Tyone over Sevy. We've got, we've got one, one who is, I, I think Cole. it would, I think we have one. And the reason that this is such a good rotation is that we have a one. We have Garrett Cole. He's an ace. And then we have like two, we have twos three twos and two. Yeah. You could say two twos, yeah. two threes or three twos and one, whatever, <laughs> whatever however you want to put that. In. Like nobody's a four. And we have four, two and a half. Yes. And I think, I think, I don't know if you're, one. I don't know if you're specifically, what you're calling Monty, but I feel like that's he's a he's a good Monty, three. He's Monty, a very good three. I, he's, yeah, he's, he's a top yet. he's a top flight three. I think I it's, agree. I agree. it's a fun and way I to put that. that. If you rank him that way, then he's the lowest of that tier. Like nobody, not not by much, and that's not a slight at Monty, but nobody is below a mid three. Yeah, he's a high three. Sevy's a high three to low two. Nestor's. I would say Sevy's a high two. Then say Sevy's a high two, but so is Nestor, and then so Nestor could be a one. I think you can make the argument. I, 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 I never mind. I, 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 I think one we reserve to be ace. Ace, aces are ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's Scherzer, true. That's Scherzer, Degrom. That's Cole. That's Corbin Burns. That's those guys. Uh, sorry if I missed your name. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to all the aces out there, all the listening. aces out there, um, the Logan Webs of the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I I don't know, I, and I think you can make the argument for a lot of people to be the number two guy on this team because they all are number twos. But I, I don't know, I, I I've been extremely impressed. Great pick, Murph, with with Tyone because I don't know, I, I just he's been great. I, I wanted to look into his numbers since he's joined the Yankees, and I'll, I'll look up, look those up on the side while you guys are picking. But I can imagine that he's been since he's come to the Yankees via trade. I think he's been. I was gonna say as advertised but he's been way way massively better than advertised i think is it and it, i think I, it, it's I he's been out. what he was drafted to be yeah exactly what and i think that's be, yes. but that's way loftier of an expectation than what we had coming in we wanted a, a solid three because he, i mean he, he's a guy who just beat cancer he's a guy who two, tommy, two johns. tommy johns like you as much as you you pull for a guy you can't expect what he's been doing and he's he's really he's really proven I wouldn't even want to say proven wrong because I don't think anybody thought he he wasn't gonna do something like this. It's just it's hard to expect something like that from two injuries in one 
cancer. It can't like that's it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's just tip the fucking cap to him, and I, I cannot wait to see what he continues to do and if he can. I'm excited to see him can, in October. If he can twirl that thing in October, I was about to say so. Yep. All right. Everybody Jeremy? ready? Yep. See here. I'm not going to go Garrett Cole. Okay. I'm going to say big Anthony Tony Rizzo. I was going to pick him if he fell. The next pick. I mean, look at the guy. Everybody loves him. He's got handshakes with Joey Gallo. Him and, you know, you got Jizzo. We were talking about Jizzo. They're, I mean, they're best friends. Dude's on pace for 46 home runs. He's playing gold glove defense. He's got the walk-off home run the other night. Maybe it's recency bias. Maybe it's not, but... He's got the walk-off home run. He came in. He had the big pin. He came in rocking glasses and a hoodie yesterday and then <laughs> turned in to, you know, and, you know, like we are saying, this team doesn't have any quit. He comes in off the bench cold in the eighth, hits a nuke. Boom. And then, you know, the game comes down to him again in the, in the ninth, and he doesn't get it done, but he puts up a damn good at bat, and he puts the ball in play. How many times in years past have we had that same situation come up and – you know, you get down, down in the count, down 0-2, 1-2, whatever it was, and it's just a strikeout. You know, we've, we've been talking about it all year, his approach to the plate. He takes an actual pro approach, and you know, he's choking up on the bat. He's putting the ball in play. He's doing the things that he has to do. I see you waving over there. Give me one second. He's doing the things that he has to do to score runs and to even making his outs productive outs. He's not just up there taking meaningless at-bats. He's putting thought into it. He's doing something with every at-bat something productive, even if it's an out. Mm-hmm. Go, Murph. I just wanted to mention this before we got off track from his approach because I know there's a lot of other things to mention about him. But if you watch his home run today, 2-2 count, first at-bat of the game, and he's choked up about halfway on the bat, and he still hits it out. Yeah. Like, that's something yeah. that not a lot of people do in the MLB anymore, and that's something that you're – That's something yeah, that they tell you as a – as yeah, as a kid, your home runs, and, and obviously this changes, and this isn't the fucking approach as a pro baseball player. I know that, but I'm saying there's a reason. There's some truth to it when you're growing up and you're learning how to play baseball, and you're going through the different stages that you have coaches that are like, yeah, your home runs should be mistakes. He and to to some degree, that's true. He knows when to take his lashes and stuff like that, but that. The ball today that he's choked up, he's not trying to hit a home run there. He's trying to do a job with two strikes and put the ball in play and hit it somewhere hard. It, it, that's just something you got to respect from the guy. And that's, you know, that's a point I made last summer when the name loosely went around the rumor mill. We were like, surely we're not going to get Anthony Rizzo. Why would we get Anthony Rizzo? Mm-hmm. It was a 19 pitch at bat that ended in a choked up home run against the Cardinals to take the lead. And I will never forget watching that at bat. I was like, holy shit, man. This is something that this team could desperately desperately need especially last year to jumpstart an offense that they weren't seeing pitches they weren't taking competitive at bats it was you know two three pitches lazy balls in play ugly strikeouts this is a guy that he changes the entire approach to that lineup just by having other people around him watching him what he's doing i I don't know and he, he changed the whole dynamic of the team you got a guy on second base rather than a strikeout or a pop-up, you have a guy that's willing to put it on the ground, move him to third. And that's the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he does it night in and night out. Yep. And uh, when you see a guy doing it successfully, it sends a message to the rest of the order as well. Yep. Well, one thing I do want to say, too, is that I was going to pick him next if you didn't pick him right there. And, Too bad, bitch. <laughs> and one of the main reasons that I want to pick him, because um, especially this, this, this draft is supposed to be like X-Factor's for the season so far. So 
he was really the like main driving force of the momentum that we gained in the game in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like he really was the guy who set the tone right from the beginning. Like he was on fire in the beginning of the season. He was like he was the Yankees offense. He was winning us games single handedly. He was carrying the team both on the field and off the field. Like he was the guy on the Yankees for the first month. And that set the tone for I think the rest of the the season so far. And I think that's just like one of those things that I guess is not going to go overlooked, but um, I guess when you're like, playing the way you are now, it gets yeah, buried. it gets buried to, to see like, okay, this guy really like helped us start the season hot and now is getting us to where we are today. And now is still helping. That's why when he went through that slump and he made the not list and I was one of the you know people that advocated for him to be on the not list and did he deserve it at the time? Yes. Stat wise he did. But even then, and we talked about it at that time, I don't think that's going to last. It's not. He's one of our hottest hitters right now. Mm -hmm. We we all said we don't think this is going to last. He's a too he's too good, and his approach at the plate is too good to hit that poorly. So, and even then, he's still having those productive outs. And at the end of the day, he's still playing that platinum glove defense every day, regardless of how his bat is that particular day, and regardless of what it shows up on the stat sheet, he's doing something productive to help the team. There's yep. no day that he shows up to the ballpark. And you're just like, well, that was a fucking waste of space. Like, and I'm going to use Aaron Hicks here. And I know he had a great, you know, the triple that he pimped off the wall today. You're going to pick him in this draft? Fuck no, I'm not going <laughs> to pick him in this draft. Um, but I mean, he's had some big moments in the last couple of weeks. Yes. He's still on the sun for anybody wondering, and he's not coming off anytime soon. Um, but like, there's days where, and I, like I said, I'm just using Aaron Hicks. He's top of that. There's days that he shows up and he provides Fucking nothing. He's making dumb outs on the bases. He's not putting up productive at bats. He's not playing well in the field. He's loafing the balls. He's lobbing it in. There's no days off like that for Rizzo. And you can't say that for, you can say that for some people in major league baseball, but not a lot where there's not a play that he takes off. Everything Mm -hmm. is balls to the wall. I, I don't know. I love that guy. And I think that he, is a huge, huge driving force to this team. Yep. Eight so. home runs in March or in June. Is that good? I believe that is good. Yeah, also, no, it's, it's crazy to look up. He has 19 home runs right he now. He seven in yeah. April. Yeah, seven, seven in April and half a month, basically. Well, not half, but, you know, and then, For yeah, course. eight this month. I would venture to say that with the exception of maybe some of the really old guys that are still active in the MLB, there's probably not anybody more respected than Anthony Rizzo. Mm. I would agree yeah. with that. Major League Baseball. Like, with the exception of, you know, Miggy, Pujols. He does everything right. those two. Like, I feel like he's just that guy. Like, they still love him in Chicago. I My buddy was here today from Chicago telling me that still a bar outside Chicago called Rizzo's. And I'm, I don't know. Whether you remember when he left Chicago? They lined, the, they lined the streets yeah. for him to wish mm-hmm. him goodbye. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, like, they, they still love that guy. They still do. How could yeah. you not, man? He yeah. stuck through the shit in Chicago to win a World Series there. Yeah, and that too. He like he he's everything about him. He's a, he's a lovable guy. This, that, the third. But he also another cancer won survivor. a world another cancer survivor too. Yeah, uh, but he also won a World Series too. So like you get the game, they like the accolade respect for somebody like that. Like say what you want about 
you know, Mike Trout being such a great player, but a lot, some people, Mike Trout haters, would be like, oh, he never won a ring or never, he's played only like one playoff game, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's got it all. He's got, he's he's got a full the big package. game pedigree. And he's yeah. just he a, be a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably not. No. But, but is, he, is he a guy that can be the glue that brings an entire locker room together and creates potentially a championship team? Like, that, yes, that, that is more valuable to me right now than having another guy who's going to stuff the stat sheet on his own. I think yep. that his impact to the team is well beyond the stat sheet. Yep. That's a, that's a quote graphic right there. <laughs> um, Damon? Damon, you're up. Snake trap. The clock is on you. You got two, unless you want to do another uh, a recap of the round. Uh, I'm aware. Thank you, though. Um, <laughs> so, so, so this is this is it, right? He's got two, and then me. Yeah, yeah. no, no, two. Got no, two we, me, and Murph both have a pick. Your last pick, buddy. Oh shit! Yeah, sit on the bench, pal. That's how a snake <sighs> draft works. Um, I'm gonna go. Well, since I had two picks, this isn't really in order, but um, I'm gonna definitely go with Glaber. You fucker! Um, I didn't think he was gonna go, and I was I was gonna be upset. So good pick. Glaber is showing promising signs of his 2019 season. And right now he's got, you know, we were kind of always like worried that he kind of lost his pop after that season. Um, You know, he only hit, you know, nine home runs in 2021. He hit, you know, um, yeah, nine home runs in 2021. And he hit three in 2020. Obviously a shortened season. He hit 38 in 2019. So he's really... He's on pace to hit a little over 30 home runs this year. Um, so he's kind of showing those signs in 2019, getting his pop back. Um, he's hitting for pretty good average right now. He's been pretty solid in the field. He's been honestly pretty spectacular base running wise and just like hustling and stealing bases and just like overall being um, kind of like the Glaber Torres that we were promised when he was originally came up. And, um, yeah, I mean, like he's, he was one of those guys in the beginning of the season where just like, if he kind of pulls it together and if he starts having a better season, he starts getting his pop back, then it's really going to turn this whole lineup around. Cause that's another guy we can just trust. Um, and just last thing on him is that he's been clutch as fuck this whole season. Um, we've had seven walk-offs so far. He's had two of them. And, and he has the most since he's entered the league. And he's had most since he's entered the league. And he just in has league, in the entire MLB. And he just has a lot of just like clutch hits that are not walk offs too. Like he's just always coming up in, in the big spots, the big moments. And um, yeah, I can't say enough about him right now and the seasons he's having. And he's really just kind of been a huge part of this team so far, even though he's not, um, you know, lead, leading the stat sheet in all of these different categories in the team right now. But he's. Again, showing signs of what he used to be, and it's just becoming, you know, a big part of this lineup. No, and, and this is the player, and I wanted to bring. Uh, I'm very upset because that's a very good pick, but it's it's very good that we bring it up because that was my pick. Too. Labor, to, it was going to be all right, so I was never going to get him. But for, <laughs> regardless, I wanted to, to to talk about him a ton, and I put this in the Slack to, to even just have a whole segment to talk about Glaber because I do feel like we say all the time throughout this season specifically that you know. Because Glaber hasn't, he wasn't really great last year. He, he hit 259, 243 the year before that 2020 shortened season. But, you know, since 2019, he hasn't really been great and he's had his ups and downs. He's showed lack of effort and this, that, and the third. Like, I think we've said it before this season, like, oh, we jokingly is Glaber back. 
I, I genuinely believe that he's back now to that 2019 form. And I think we, we talked about that in his roll call before the season started. It's like, are we ever going to get that guy back? And we I all I, said, I cannot. And we all said, no, we never said no to the, like, like wrote him off, but we we're like, he'll never return to 2019. Like he'll I mean, still be, especially productive. with the pop. I think that's what we were more yeah. emphasizing. And he's on pace to hit 30 plus four ish home runs. I mean, give or take whatever you want to call it. Um, it's hard to do the math now because we're beyond the exact one third points. You can't just multiply by three, but it's it's he's got what thirteen home runs right now through sixty games played. It's, it's, it's the math. It's like 36, 30, 34 to thirty six, whatever. But he's got the pop clearly. I mean, yeah. the, the the last season, the big thing that we were talking about is his home runs. He had nine home runs in twenty twenty one. He had what was he, he had three home runs in twenty twenty, shortened season. But he, I mean, that's ridiculously low compared to his thirty eight home runs in 2019 and his 24 home runs in 2018 as a rookie. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, but he's fully got the pop back, but I was never more so worried about the pop. He's, we said this before is like, are we going to just be watching this teammates quietly having a fantastic season? Are we going to look up and he just one day he randomly has a 275 batting average? Cause at the time I think he was batting like 240 or something, which like I said, is on par with his bad seasons. And he's batting 267 before today's game. I think he's probably over 270 now after I today. He, yeah, I think he had a hit or two today. He's got his best OPS plus for his career, for uh, albeit it's 60 games right now, but he's got a 139 OPS plus. Even in 2019, he had a 128 OPS plus and 122 in his rookie year in 2018. Um, he he just... And the biggest thing for me, too, is he looks confident. He looks like he he's, he's back to being that swagger glaber. And he I looks think like he's having fun again. And too. I think he, he needed miserable. Yeah. And I think he needed a little bit of those lulls. Obviously, he's still 25. He's 25 right now. I'm 25. Like, that's got a lot of life left in me. And I think he's got a lot of life left in him. Um, I think it might be a little late for me to make my my debut to the majors. Maybe not. We'll it's see. Never too late. To never too your late dreams. today. I looked pretty good in Central Park, shagging some some ground balls. Got a couple wows from some fellows in the field. That's but not true. I, one, I got one wow. But um, Glaber, like, what, Glaber Eric, Torres. You remember when we had Eric on before the season? He was talking about you know he needed to be. Not needed to be, but he kind of got humbled after. That's what I was trying to get. He at, was like, you know, his, lull, I think made him a he, better player. He blew up too fast, is what he was saying. Which you know, it's a convenient excuse, whatever. Not making excuse, but you know, he blew up too fast and didn't handle it well. I think that's the best way of putting it without mm-hmm. trying to make it sound like an excuse. He r- rose to superstardom at 22 years old. He was this playoff hero, and then it kind of got to his head. And the last couple of years, the position change on top of that. And he just kind of crumbled. I think he's way more comfortable at second base. He has, what, seven defensive runs saved already? Maybe more since the last time that yeah. I looked at it. I, I, He's playing damn good defense. He's hitting the ball well. He's he's doing a lot of the little things. Like you said, he's hustling again. You're not seeing Judge having to pull him to the side like, hey, man, let's fucking get it together. You know, this these aren't recurring themes like they were in years past. So, I don't know. No, I, I agree. I think he's always been that 22-year-old phenom who's number one prospect in baseball, comes up, immediately plays well, and he's clutch. He was always cl- he's been clutch in the league. That's never changed even in his bad years, but he's always been that clutch guy, and that goes to your head, and then you start not hustling, and then you become like the – a lot of comparisons were thrown to him and like Robbie Cano because he's the second baseman. He's mm-hmm. not hustling. He's clutch, and he's a good, pure hitter. It's just like – I, I don't know. I, I do think having a couple bad years in there, one and a half because of the shortened season, like really maybe, uh, I mean, it's the mental side of things. Me- baseball is a fucking 
it's a mental game and you need to have mental fortitude to to be good in this league and I, I obviously he's got a lot of years left in front of him and he's got an entire uh two-thirds of a year to finish out here and be good but I, I think I've seen enough that I can say that confidently that I think that Glaber is is back and I think I think Aaron he, Judge I think here deserves to stay. some credit on this because he's a guy that pulled him aside time after time after time and really got on his case and I think that kind of humbled him when you have the leader the kind of quiet leader of this team especially in and I say darker days relatively speaking like last year with such high expectations they did not play well the entire year outside of that 13 game win streak they were not a good team and we we saw it in the playoffs they lost the wild card game 2021 was a bad year and you know say what you want you know we're spoiled whatever it was a bad year just was that's relative to expectations it was not good and you see Aaron Judge pulling him to the side in years like this like Dude, you got to get your shit together. You are one of the people that they're building this team around. You have got to pull your head out of your ass. And I think that that finally resonated with him. And I think that, I don't know, I think Aaron Judge has a lot to play in Glaber Torres' success. And we'll never know about it, and we'll never see it. And I'm totally just speculating. But when Glaber was down, he was playing like shit. He was making bonehead errors at short, at second, doing everything you know, seemingly lazy or wrong from just all these stupid fucking things. Who's the one guy that's always sitting next to him in the dugout talking to him? Aaron Judge for years now. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just think a little, role little with, bit with a of credit of to him on the team. Yeah, that, Aaron Judge is that. He's the he's the More captain that were, they were. Yeah, that tomorrow's better. is arbitration day, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't even. That's the hearing. Is it? I think so. I haven't heard anything about. I haven't that. either. Uh, maybe he'll have an extension by tomorrow by the time people are, <laughs> are listening to this episode. But yeah, can't say enough about it. I, I hope we're not sitting here in October and, and he's just regressed he's completely. Benched. But I, I don't think that I, I I think really I've seen enough that he he has the confidence back. I'd I'd be blown away if he regresses back to twenty twenty one Glaber. And I, I it's just it's so fun because having him back is is having a ridiculous like Bonafide stud on the team. We were talking, who would you build a team around for the next ten years? Glaber Torres or Aaron Judge? And all of us, I think, across the board, picked Glaber Torres over Aaron Judge because just because of how young he is and the health too. Because the potential health issues that Judge at the time was facing, obviously he hasn't knock on will be hasn't he hasn't been hurt since, and we've we've I think we've debunked that he's injury prone. I think just it's it's fun to have that conversation again. I still obviously the year that Judge is having the player that Judge is and the lack of injuries. I think if we had that conversation again, we would build the team obviously around Aaron Judge, and I think that's what they're going to be doing. Hopefully, if they extend him by tomorrow when you guys listen to this episode. But it, it is fun that a, a cornerstone player, and I, I think I can use that word. I think he's a, I think he's back to being a cornerstone of this team. Is that fair to say? I would say so. Mm-hmm. Damon. Final final player. Round out this team strong. I have a very tough decision. Uh, I'm in between two people right now. I can tell you that it's probably the same two that I'm waiting to see which one falls in my lap. I don't think so. I don't think these two people are really like on the radar, but I don't really like I don't really want to pick Cole. Like 
he's a goop. He's like the ace. Like, I don't, not a lot talked about him right now. And like, I mean, so, pick, so at some when, point, you pick Judge pick one Cole. one. What do you mean? I know, but like, <laughs> yeah, but Judge is having a, histo- an, a historic season. Cole's having a pretty damn good year. I think I'm a lot not of writing I'm, him off. I'm not writing. I'm not writing Garrett Cole off. I'm saying he's an ace. He's doing a Make damn good job. Make your pick. Whatever. Um. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. All right. Make a decision. So <laughs> for this, this is this, this probably isn't like this guy isn't having like statistically the most amazing season, but I think he has been a huge part of how this season has gone so far and how this team is built and has allowed this team to win as much as they have because of his versatility. And that's DJ LeMayhew. I like that. Um. He's a I'm guy mad that you picked him, but I'm really glad someone picked him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want him to get some recognition. That's why I picked him. Like he's playing second base, he's playing, he's playing third, third base. base, he's paying he's playing some first base as well, and he's allowing guys like um, Josh Donaldson, IKF, and Glaber to play the games they need to play, get the rest they need to get rest, and. Yeah, he's just a big part of how this lineup has been able to move around and has allowed Aaron Boone to make these lineup changes and make these position changes and really has just allowed this team to kind of thrive. And also, he's a good hitter, so that also helps. And I'm playing gold glove in the field. So, um, yeah, I think outside of the stats, he's just been a massive part of being a, be, allowing Aaron Boone to construct the lineup the way he wants to and allowing us to win baseball games because of that. Can't argue with that. I wasn't sold on, on the first pick, but I think the way, way you went about it, I think that's a, uh, it's a good pick. He's a, he pr- because yeah. The, yeah, the flexibility, so the, the flexibility that he provides Boone and getting everybody in the lineup every single day. It's actually, and I guess that's another thing, credit to Boone for being able to, we don't give a lot of credit to Boone in, in seemingly in these past few years, but I, I think Boone's had a had a damn good year this year. Hard to hard to argue with that when you have fifty wins. And, yeah, without DJ LeMahieu, Hicks and Gallo are playing every night. Exactly. Yeah. So the ripple yeah. effect of of DJ LeMahieu and his versatility are it just it's you, you can't beat that. So I'm happy with it, Damon. I'm glad you picked him. Yeah, I was planning on picking him for the exact same reason, and I'm very glad you did, because I was going to also be deciding between him and somebody else. Yeah. Hopefully Chandler doesn't take right now, because I'll be sad. Man, see, now here I'm at a crossroads, because Garrett Cole needs to be picked. That needs to happen. But, 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 when I'm thinking of x factor, Just because he has to be picked doesn't mean you need to pick him. I'm not going to. Okay. Um. All right. I think I know who you're going to pick. I think it's criminal he hasn't been picked. Can I... Can I Tell you who I think you're going to pick? Yeah, Miguel Andahar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Miguel I ain't Andahar. I taking Mike King. I, I think you're going to take Seve. I am going to take Seve. Yeah. yeah. And you you're know what I'm going to take Seve? guy. I am a big Seve guy, but you know, I'm not taking him just because he's returned to form because he's still uh, looking at, obviously, it's relatively speaking, our staff's just absolutely fucking dominant, but it's not so much that he's you know, the Cy Young candidate right now, or, and and you know what? He probably is somewhere on the odds. That's relatively high up, but he's giving us length in a season that we were talking about before the year. Is he going to be a reliever? He's giving us seven innings pretty routinely. Like look at his game log, take out last game, which is an outlier, but even last game, you know, and his ERA is 
a whopping three two six, but it's inflated a little bit like last game. Five innings. He's got five earned runs. He left with two. And then or he left with three, which were bullet home runs, which you know what? He throws hundred miles an hour, it's gonna happen. He gave up two hits, they were both home runs, walked a couple guys. Hit hundred and three too, don't don't forget about that. Supposedly. I don't I don't think the radar gun was broken. Yeah, the but... radar gun was a little cooked. <laughs> but I mean, look at his last his few starts, you know. Five earned runs, whatever. You know, that was the Miguel Castro come in, walk the fucking moon, and then give up a grand slam. Yes, they're charged him, but whatever. But the game before that, even the, even last game, nine strikeouts. You know, he had four walks, but he, he gave up three hits. The game before that, six innings, seven hits, which not great, but, you know, he got through it. He gave up one run, struck out ten, walked one. Seven innings, one hit, ten Ks, one walk. I mean, seven innings. The two, biggest thing to me is the innings. Games. Yeah, just, I mean, he's I mean, throwing six, seven innings. He's he's has, been, he hasn't pitched in two years. He has 66 years. innings pitched on the season, and that's that's just a lot of innings for a guy that we didn't even think. I mean, like it, said, his, we, what did we set his over under at? 100? I, I don't know. Remember, I don't yeah. remember what it was, but he it's and probably. Tyone both were around there. We had, I think we had them combined for like 250 or something. And Tyone, I mean, has just. It's crazy. I think the innings thing is is and that that goes for like across the entire starting rotation is the the craziest thing to me, and it's it's crazy because it's a big flip the script for what this team has done in the past. And these are the same pitchers. Like these pitchers couldn't get out of the fifth inning. They couldn't exactly. And now they're going minimum seven. It seems every single night. It's and you know what? Here's the thing too that I'm gonna say that kind of slams at home for me. We were talking about you know. Obviously, it's up to this point, but going forward, this is a guy that hasn't pitched since, what, 2018? He's thrown like 11 innings since then coming into this season. He's giving us this length. There's rust there still, but the stuff is there. You have games like yesterday, right, where he walks four batters, but I I don't think it's crazy to think by the end of the year that he's fully back to dominant borderline ace level pitching he's shaking off rust after not throwing for three years this is like the equivalent of Jamison Tyone doing what he's doing now last year when he comes back and uh, not the total equivalent because you know the guy obviously has battled everything you can ever fucking imagine I'm not comparing it in that sense I'm just saying as far as time away from the game Severino hadn't pitched since 2018 He's out. There's going to be rust inevitably, which is why he walks people. He loses his command a little bit. You can't get in a groove if you don't pitch for three years. No shit. He's coming out here and he's doing this. And I think that a full season under Matt Blake, I think a full season around the people that he's with Garrett Cole, you see him out there every game talking to the starters, Jordan Montgomery, Michael King, who learned from Corey Kluber. You've got all these guys that work together every single day. And they're you know giving each giving each other tips. They're doing everything that they can possibly do, and that all goes back to the locker room stuff that we talk about day in and day out here. I I don't think it's crazy to think that he's back to borderline ace. He's that one B that we were always talking about when we signed Cole. You know now we have two aces. I I I genuinely genuinely believe by October that that will be the case, and I think that this start right here is. Everything we could have asked for, and then more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Hard to argue with. I mean, I look at his baseball savant page, and it's it's a lot of red. I mean, it's that's good to see the sabermetrics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've always agreed with Sevy, but it's it's nice to see that he's 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 back to his dominant ways. It seems, and I I, I, I agree. I, I don't think that it's crazy to say that he he can be 
just a uh, that bona fide stud pitcher that's going to go out there and he's going to it's going to be curtains for you. Like it, it's like oh god, Sevy's pitching today. It's a, that's yeah. a, that's that's not a good thing to wake up to as an opposing fan in a playoff series. Like I think if we rolled in, 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 in and think to about play, that too, like game three. Yeah. Probably, if we rolled into the ALCS in. to play the Astros right now and Sevy trotted out game two or game three, either way, I would feel very confident. It wouldn't. There would not be one ounce of hesitation in me watching him take that mount. I would feel just as confident as maybe not Cole, but you, you, I'd have just as much confidence in him as anybody else in that staff, not named Garrett Cole. And when you talk or, about X factors, like we were talking about before he, we've mentioned it on his, on his roll call throughout the season. He is like the definition of it because I mean, you get a guy he's, I mean, like I said before, I don't know what day he'll be pitching and it. it's, it's, it's very, it's a, we're going to have this conversation towards the playoffs because you don't do a five man rotation in the playoffs. Somebody's going to get thrown into the pen. We don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be probably Montgomery. If it, if the season ended today, Montgomery would be in the pen and do, uh, don't they usually do a three man rotation? At least it, in just a, in a, it depends on a short in the number series. Of series. It depends how good your rotation is. That's it's the true. Thing. But, but you want to get Cole, Cole to start. You want to get Cole to turn it, over. It in also that depends on where you are in the series. If you're up three zero, you're not going to force Cole out on three days rest. It's just it's, it, it's a number. You use of a lot more pitchers anyway. We're so be, we're not going to be in a position in the playoffs where we're like we're going to want to have a four person rotation or at yeah. least maybe right. maybe even a five because like who's the odd man out? Do you really want? Maybe the rest is a factor. Maybe you have Cole go every four, but then you have somebody else rotate in here and there. And it's the playoff yeah. series change, whatever. And who knows about health, but this is a way different Yankees team than we've seen going it's to a, the playoffs before. Cause it's usually, wow, I really wish we could have Cole go out three times in a row. Yeah. But now it's, different. yeah. Well, to your okay. point, it's on a good problem to have. Pitch, who gets to pitch today? You know? To your point about the X factor though, it's such a swing factor with Seve because he has the, his floor is reliever. Just another guy that didn't really cut it. He, injuries derailed him, but his ceiling is an ace. And we were expecting somewhere in between. But he's hitting closer to that ace, and that is fucking huge. I mean, he's that just, is huge. If you think about it, too, like what he's doing this season is way ahead of schedule. So like, I, I'm excited to see what it turns out to be at the end of the year. I, I think if I was a betting man and I, I bet on underdog fantasy – Ad, I, I would, and I talked about it in our chalkboard group chat, gambling group chat. Ad, I, I would probably take Luis Severino to like if we're talking like I would buy tickets to that game. I'd buy him on Tick Pick. I don't like fees, so I'm just saying. Long winded way of saying, if I was gonna take a, and I don't think this is the case, but like if you're taking something with good odds, like Dark Horse Cy Young. He's not going to win it, but like Severino's probably got some juicy odds on him. And I think the way that he's progressing is way ahead of schedule. Like I was saying, like he's, he's going to finish way higher in the Cy Young vote than I think anybody even would think that he mm-hmm. would like right now at this point in the season, he's kind of an afterthought when you think about other pitchers in the league. And I think he's going to, he's going to burst on the scene because of the way he's progressed so far. And he's only going to get better assuming he doesn't get hurt, which obviously he's everybody 50 hopes to one that's not right the now. case. 50 to 1, I think he finishes cl- like towards the end of the season. Like when it's ra- things are wrapping up around September area, I think you're going to see him at probably like 25 to 1. I think he's going to split that in half. And I think that's, I, I, I don't know, I, I that's not a crazy thing to say, but I'm just saying I think he's going to pr- keep progressing. That, that was a long way of saying I think he's going to keep 
progressing and, and the best 10? is yet to come. Uh, he could. Mm. It wouldn't I, shock I me. I don't think. I don't, I don't look know. At how, look at how well he's doing and how much he's exceeding expectations right now, and he's still 51. I mean, he's not going to yeah. top 10. He's having a fantastic Yeah, but year. voters don't care about the odds. No, well, I, I, I was just saying but, it that he's going to be he's going to finish better respected across the league in terms of how dominant he is than he is currently getting respect for right now. So, yeah. okay. um, so I guess it's my pick. Chris Sale, two hundred fifty to one. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not my pick. Not yeah. my pick. Yeah, that's sit that's back cool. Down, man. I'm eager. Yep. Does it have to be a person? Chandler? No. No, it doesn't. No, anything that you think has been a swing factor this year, the only thing that is off limits is being like, uh, yeah, fielders. Cool. Uh, I'm going to, Rel, I hope you wanted Cole, because somebody has to say Cole. But, um, and I was going to say Cole. Are you taking Cole? In my head. No, I'm taking yes, I want Cole. mustache. <laughs> I respect that. I'm totally cool with that. Yep. Just the mustache, um, no explanation needed. The magic of the mustache, just the mustache, whatever you want, because it's a movement. It's it's gonna it, the tick that we need a thing. You need a thing to make it. We need a thing. It seems like it's happening. Gallo's growing it in. Looked like Donald Gallo's looks nice. Lickies is in now. Oh yeah, Marwin, Nestor, Cart. Maybe maybe not everybody does it, but if it's a thing, I love it. And just for what it stands for, at the very least, <laughs> yeah. It's not the mustache; it's what it stands for. Yeah. So he's going to come in and start throwing ninety-eight miles an hour. It's the man behind the stash, but the stash is, yeah, it's big. It's big factor. I love that. I'd say it's next factor. I, I would call it. A factor. I agree, but I'm totally okay with the mustache. That plays. Yeah, but to be clear, you you just took like facial hair over Garrett Cole, and um, well, you I know stand what? by you it. Weren't going to say it, Rella. And it needed to be said. That's true. That that know know your uh, fellow podcasters and way to get the content out there, Murphy. I agree. I, I, you do need a thing, and I think of all the things, if we're comparing the things that we've had in the past, like the thumbs down, whatever the hell they're doing on second base right now, with the, the cir- like cradling the, the baby the circle, and then they cradle it. Like I, we we came to the conclusion that we think that the cradle thing is like they do the circle, but then Rizzo when he was on first or second. He started cradling it at the bottom of the circle. So we, I think Chandler, you said. Oh yeah, I was like, it, yeah, it was right after like laser single on like a, it was Donaldson. No, it was Rizzo. It was I don't Rizzo. know, but Rizzo. I was thinking like a, you know, like the I'm your daddy kind of thing to the I pitcher. Think, I think we, I think we should run with that. I think that's what it uh, is. Yeah, why not? We'll start a rumor. I'm down to start a rumor. I mean, what else could that? Like literally, what else could that possibly? be? <laughs> I'll start a rumor. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> That's what it means. Yeah, Until proven like, otherwise. They're not going to tell us. They never, like, they never yeah, my tell wife is with child. Things. Like, we're all just going to do no. that on first. And... Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like I'm going to roll with it. But uh, looking back to things of the past, I I can't even remember the more. Thumbs down is the last thumbs one. Thumbs down is the only one I can really remember. Did that, like, jacket thing for, like, that. a day, that and was... then we ruined it because we what lost? Yeah, we blew a 10-run lead. Yeah. Thanks, the next Jack Green. thing was kind of a thing. But that was a thing. Yeah, yeah but that's not that like a, a tangible thing. That wasn't yeah, a fun thing. That was like a was shit. We had no player. <laughs> like that was, was us like grasping a, at no, straws was... because we like, oh, all of our players went down. We're still no, winning. First, like originally, suck it, it idiots. Was the actual next man up. I know, but I'd rock with the next year, but it was. And then we had the Let Brett Bang kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Savages in the box thing. See, all the thumbs down. The thumbs down was fun. Because it was off off the the fan. That so 2017 that was, that was really team fun. was really fun. And we were winning. That's fun. why it was different. I think the thing gets amplified with the team, obviously, and this yeah. team's great. Um, 
But the next man up was it was fun the first time. The second year was just sad because it happened again, and <laughs> and it, it was us just being like, you know what? We don't even need our starters. Our yeah. our, our next man up, yeah, two yeah, years you know. in a row are gonna be great. Didn't end up that way. Um, sorry to say, but it, I personally, the things that we have when our starters are on the field, facial hair on the people that are good. On the field, albeit most of the bad players or the lower on the totem pole players are the ones with the rock and sashes, Marwin, Licky, uh, Matt Don't Carpenter. Don't even say Matt Carpenter on the lower totem pole. Okay, but I'm just saying, I mean, Joey Gallo has <laughs> been great. I mean, I'm just like, but it is nice to see that it's not a injury-related thing. Yeah, um, yeah, we're not rallying around We're injuries. not rallying around being shitty at health. The most hurt team. Yeah. You're, you're plus the thing matters a lot how good the team's doing because if we're just losing yeah. and growing out mustaches that's not fun yeah fun. like the orioles are like, doing a like a turnover chain but like I, you don't think it's so like come on guys you know like really <laughs> depressing like i look Win at the game i look at the red Sox and like they had that that cart thing that you yeah, pushed him even when the they cart. were bad it's like they're down like you know they, they're losing by 20 point 20 runs <laughs> They're losing like by two 20 touchdowns. runs, two touchdowns. <laughs> They're like in the bottom of the division, and they have to do it because someone hit a home run. You're right. It's like, like, you, but you can't turn it off. You can't like, turn it once off. Once you turn that faucet on, it's going to keep running. You can't just be like, all right, well, we're losing, I think, so we I can't think do the we thing were, anymore. I think we were being the Red Sox like 10 to 1 or something yeah, like that, and, and they, they hit a home run. Still, I think Bobby Dahlback. And they still did it. I'm like, oh, this is just depressing. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's so But you do still have to do it. You still have to do it. If you want to make the thing a thing still, it'll go away if you don't. I, that's why I think ours is the best of both it's like worlds. Happy medium. Because even when we suck, what are we gonna do? Shave it in the middle of the inning? Like, no, you just keep. Yeah. The, the no, you shave it. Well, you, there's it's a symbol too. Like, if you suck, you shave the mustache. Like, it's the end of an era. Now we need to mix up the luck. Like, you were kind to yeah. us. Now yeah. we're the team with no mustaches again, other yeah. than Nestor. Yeah, definitely a good thing. Good pick, Murph. Because I, I'm gonna take Garrett Cole, and that's just because I'm glad he's. You did. He he's he's. There. I still think he's going to win Cy Young this year. Uh, On I, the night he took a no hitter to the eighth, he uh, went last yeah, I, pick. That's Mister Irrelevant. You would think that he just got shelled, and I, I don't know. I mean, he's. You look at his. Do I have to explain why I'm picking Cole, or can I just say? No, that he should have been no. a first rounder. Like, <laughs> that one, sure. one of the first. Picks. I was. I was full blown ready to take him third. I was ready to take him in the second, and I just keep thinking of people that. I mean, like, he's got so no, no one picked my other person. I was going to pick. Um, and can I guess who that was? Mike King. It, it Mike was King? Mike King. Yeah, Mike King. Yeah, he's kind of fell Monty, off a touch. Monty I know, but I know he's fell off a touch. But again, the the purpose of this draft was like you know the X factor to this point in the season so far, and we we kind of can't forget how big he was in the bullpen at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he still is yeah. very very good. No, I'm not saying he's bad either. He's one of the uh, when you we're, we're going to do a trust tree when when a couple of the other fellows come back, so we we can. Really uh, see where this everything lies because th- that'll throw a couple wrinkles in there. I think King's still up there. I mean, when yeah. I when he gets up in the pen, <laughs> bless, bless you, Murphy. I tried to mute myself. So I, <laughs> <laughs> oh I wanted to God. take. I wanted to draft health. Don't say that. No, That's the jinx. Jinx. I didn't do it. You just said you you believed in jinx. And you were, su- you were superstitious. It's oh an X-Factor to this point. I we can't just ma- finished talking about 
how the next man up hasn't showed up and I can't retroactively hurt somebody. Mm. I said oh, it's the no. it's X factors to well, this Glaber point. was showing discomfort, so that's out the window. Uh, He's on the IL now. He shows IL. discomfort every time a play doesn't go perfect for him. That's not true. Judge does that. They all do. That's a pro athlete thing. Um, a couple honorable mentions. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to explain to you why Cole is 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 the guy that I he, he should have been picked in the first round. I cannot believe that I was able to get Nestor Cole and Mister Trevino. That's a good squad right there. You're not going to get one by me. What Murph? Nobody cares about your squad. Garrett Cole <laughs> quote after the game. I think we got a lot of dog in us. Yeah, we do. That's that's going on a t-shirt. We ain't no puppies. D-A- D-A double. Yeah, can we get a Jameis Winston and Garrett Cole collab? I think Dogs, he, I think no he puppies. stole that from Jameis Winston. I think we got a lot of dog in us. Did. Hold on. Can I say one thing, too, we were talking about before, yes, we, before we hopped on the air? Um, that's all fun and good that he said we got a lot of dog in us. You know, all this stuff that's like breaking records. We're on pace to do this and that. The cool post that we saw of Judge facing the, the TVs of like all of the Yankees World Series teams in the past, we are giving some unbelievable ammo to the memes of the world. When hopefully, and I was going to say when, but not when. If we don't win the World Series, we are going to just prepare for it because it's going to be Aaron Judge watching a TV of the final out of you know the Dodgers nine times or or like the final out of us getting limited. We're giving. I don't want to get more into it because I don't think this is going to happen. I think we're going to win. But we are giving some ridiculous ammo. Like I'm gonna have to. I, I know. I know. Jared Carabas. If we don't win the World Series, is gonna bring that Garrett Cole. We got. We got. He's a building of, a library. We got right a now. lot of dog in us. He has an entire Google Drive of things that he's gonna unleash to the internet because he can't say it right now. He can't. He, there's nothing to, for him to say. And I guess it's just him specifically I'm talking about right now. But I mean the rest of the internet. But I can see him being the guy spearheading this. You know who I'm starting to hate a lot is Blue Jay fans. I never thought like I would have a bone to pick with them because they're the Blue Jays. And I've honestly, I like I like a lot of the people on the Blue Jays, but Blue Jay fans are kind of fucking annoying, at least on the internet. I don't pay attention to them. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans are notoriously annoying in mm. the hockey world, so I'm not surprised by that. Rangers aren't playing I, anymore. I don't care about hockey. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Another one last thing before we before we hop off here. One person that wasn't mentioned as well was Stanton, and that maybe it's because of the injury. Um, but he he was at the beginning of the year. We we're talking about Mike King having such a role in the beginning, and then kind of not falling off, but tapering off a little bit. Like he was the one man wrecking crew on this team early on in the year. Obviously, Judge was was there doing his damn thing the whole time. But I mean, X factors. Do you want do you want to do a fun little thing before we sign off? Is is one more round of X factors for the rest of the way who we would take. Okay. Sure. Same for rapid fire. New people or no, not necessarily. So whole clear clear the board. Draft. Clear the board. Not a whole other three round draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody Specifically wants to minor, minor league. Yeah. So that's it. Get comfortable people for another hour of this episode. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a and we'll 16 do, minute we're monologue. We're going until 2 a.m. tonight. 16 Tomorrow, minute monologue of why Luke picked Luis Heal <laughs> as the rallying point. Whatever, man. We don't have to do it. No, I, I want to do it. I mean, we we're piggybacking. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Oh, there was one. Damon had back to back picks and Rell had a 20 minute monologue in between. <laughs> 
That was the whole point of this exercise. It was to <laughs> this do, exercise to bring up this stuff in a fun way. We we hit on a lot of good topics. This is good content. <laughs> Excuse me for not just saying here's my pick and being a fucking fuck you, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. Dude, Somebody I, is upset I, about the Meet Virginia comment was, the other day. Meet <laughs> yeah. Virginia is a great song. It was Damon's pick. And he, he did. <laughs> Verse is right back on it. Whatever, man. Uh, All right. Uh, you want to lead us off? No, fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, Who was first? Imagine, Damon? Imagine, was imagine picking like Aaron Hicks to be the guy. No. Could be. All right. Damon? Why not? Oh, I haven't really thought about it. Um, <sighs> I'm going mustaches all the picks. <laughs> I'm going clean shaving. <laughs> um, <sighs> Can I go? One. Sure. Because you're just going to make yeah, noises. Go and you're just going to make noises until you I'm figure gonna go something second, out. I'm going to go second. I was just going to talk to everybody about nonsense until I figure um, it out, but go for it. I'm going to take, and, I, and this is more out of hope than it is out of uh, real I think he's going to do better. It's Joey Gallo, because if if we're talking X-Factors, um, if that guy can turn around, he's our nine hitter currently. I don't, if he turns around, I don't think he'll continue to hit nine. But he's got the talent. If if he starts hitting well, he's never going to hit for average. It's not going to happen. If he starts hitting like the player that he has always been, I mean, I'm not even going to pull up the numbers. Like a borderline... MVP candidate. He's been, and I'm going to pull the numbers because everybody knows how he's actually a, a very good player at, for his entire career. If he starts playing like the guy he is, and uh, I mean he is a Gold Glove defender, um, he's he's got a rocket arm. I mean, he's he's a funny dude. Like all the <laughs> he's stuff the stat sheet in more ways than one. I, I think if we're talking X factors and a guy that really makes this team uh, complete in a championship team, I think Joey Gallo is the guy. If he if he turns it around, this team is going a long way and i think that's that that feeds into the theory of like why you know cole wasn't picked until the last pick of that draft because you expect it out of him the rest of the guys that we just picked in this draft i'm going to expect them to continue to play that way yep i would i don't even think with an exception of anybody but like if if joey gallo a guy who wasn't even thought of in this draft because he's been so bad in the beginning of the year I think he has the the pedigree to come back and be that guy, and I, I genuinely I, I believe it. I, I think he's going to be not. I, I don't think he's going to be better than the rest of the guys on this list that I mentioned. Like he's not going to be more impactful in terms of like WAR and all these stats and Judge and Stanton and all these guys. But if he's hitting in the nine spot, the eight spot, whatever the hell it is, we are absolutely crushing teams. I saw a tweet that was like, it's not "Imagine telling a Rangers fan last year that Jose Trevino is." Pinch hitting for Joey Gallo in a one-run game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But uh, I'm going to take my pick, and for obvious reasons, I'm going John Carlos Stanton as an X factor going forward. Um, we all know he's going to have his ups and downs. Whatever, no biggie there. I don't really care if he slumps. If, as long as he still comes back with the next month where he hits 20 home runs, it is what it is. But you know, I need him to be out there in the field. I need him to stay healthy. I need him to, you know, hit his home runs. Do what he does. Roll to the playoffs. I need playoff Stanton there. I think if playoff Stanton's clicking with the rest of this team, the way that they're built and the way that they're playing, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough out. Yep. Can I say one more thing on Joey Gallo? I saw a ridiculous stat. Um, it has to be about his mustache. It's or... about uh, no. It's it's hmm. if if Jose if Jose Ramirez struck out 127, 127 times in a row, 
he would still have a lower K percentage than Joey Gallo. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Just to paint a picture of how bad Gallo's been. I mean, he's never going to be good at uh, strikeouts, but it's just, that's crazy. Good at strikeouts. Murphy, you got. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Josh Donaldson. I like that's that. Good pick. That's a good pick. He seems like he's starting to mesh a little bit, getting comfortable in the DH spot with the occasional third base, and he's probably going to be in the lineup more often than not. I think he'll figure it out. Not that he hasn't. You know, he's been a plus, definitely. But, yeah, I'll take him going forward. I'm going to go with Chapman, to be honest. Wow. I don't hate that. Like, hate that dude, if Chapman can figure it out and we have Chapman and Clay Holmes – in and the bullpen and the wise, I'm not gonna say the wise good knock. has literally shown us nothing so far this year, so I'm gonna say, yeah, the wise could be good. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say Chapman and Clay Holmes. Sorry, Chapman, because if Chapman and Clay Holmes are firing all cylinders and we're leading the game with two innings left, we're fucking Batman winning. and Robin, we're winning right there. And that is just which one's Batman? I don't know, Clay Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just looks so dead serious. Really I don't out. know. I, was, I, was, no. I can I get back thinking, to you on that. I was that. thinking about it, and I really couldn't, I couldn't decide. Like, I just, I cannot imagine a world where they're both firing on all cylinders, and that'd be crazy. And we're winning games, and then we have those two guys to close it out. Like, dude, be, who, who, who would you want more in that situation when we're about to win a World Series? You want Chapman, who? You want you want prime Chapman, not prime, but like Chapman who's dealing. Who, who's dealing and who Clay has, Holmes who's way doing right that now. He can do that. He what a wild know. image in your head. Clay Holmes. After the reaction we just brought that up, the reaction we had to him last year, to picture him closing out game seven. I mean of the to be to be, to be fair, he did have a fucking five year array when we fucking Yeah, the Pirates. No, I, don't, I don't that was the proper reaction. Yeah. We were below 500, everybody, and we traded our... We reposted, and everybody was yeah. like, yeah, this is what you, this is fun. It's good that you guys can eat it, but... Yeah, somebody wrote a very nice comment about that. We are uh, more man than others. Not mm-hmm. afraid to tell you what I'm wrong, because yeah. I'm wrong a lot. Amen, damn it. Hey, so is baseball. Thurbs, you want to yeah. get into some philosophical stuff, you know? You miss- Fail 70% of the time, you're still a Hall of Famer. Goddamn right. Much like life. Well, well. <laughs> I'm leaving you with that. <laughs> that's, your, that's what big life wants. You. It's your Monday <laughs> motivation. Um, all right, that's that's it for me. That was that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was, good job, Chandler. Snaps for Chandler. Yeah, snaps for Chandler. Snaps for Chandler. Maybe good we job. can do that again at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So like November second, boom, boom. See you in the World Series. Roasted all other twenty nine teams. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles, Dbacks, <laughs> <laughs> Padres, Reds, Cubs. <laughs> all right, uh, that'll do it from us. It is very late, and I have to go to bed. Um, but I'm probably gonna play with my new TV for a little bit longer. Um, anywho. <laughs> As always, thank you guys for joining us. I can't even speak anymore. It's so late. Um, if you want to give us a five-star rating review, I don't, I don't even care, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> We'd uh, appreciate subscri- it, though. Subscribe to the YouTube if you feel like it. Um, <laughs> all right. Bye. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.
timing is quite unusual. You see, your confidence is tragic, but her intuition magic in the shape of a body unusual. Well, meet Virginia. I can't wait to meet Virginia. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.